Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Horace Greeley, founder of the New York Tribune, once received a letter from a woman whose church was in dire straits. This was the 1880s. She wrote, we have tried every device we could think of, fairs, strawberry festivals, oyster suppers, a donkey party, turkey banquets, Japanese weddings, poverty sociables, mock marriages, grab bags, box socials, and necktie sociables. She was hoping he could suggest some new device to keep her struggling congregation from disbanding. Mr. Greeley, a universalist, by the way, responded with two words, try religion. I am unspeakably grateful that we are not in dire straits, and I'm not even sure how to characterize my feelings about not having to hold a donkey party, (laughs) whatever that is. Thankfully, ours is a generous congregation of generous people. So what do you think Horace Greeley meant? Try religion. This poor woman is doing everything she can do to float her congregation, but they're still sinking. Try religion. Religion is vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Religion is mission. Love, service, Justice, peace. Religion is covenant, the promises we make one another to live together in peace, to speak the truth in love, and to help one another. And religion is generosity. I am told that Dr. King defined the church as the place you go from. We say the service begins when the service ends. Generosity is a sign of an evolved spirituality. Try religion. Here's an excerpt from a Vassar College commencement speech given by author Stephen King. His daughter Naomi, by the way, is a Unitarian Universalist minister. He begins, I have to tell you the scary truth, because that's my job, that human life is brief when placed in time's wider perspective is something we all know. He continues, I am asking you to consider it on a more visceral level. A couple of years ago, I found out what you can't take it with you means. I found out while I was lying at the side of a country road covered with mud and blood. I had a MasterCard in my wallet, but when you're lying in a ditch with broken glass in your hair, no one accepts MasterCard. We all know that life is ephemeral, but on that particular day and in the months that followed, 
I got a painful but extremely valuable look at life's simple backstage truths. We come in naked and broke. We may be dressed when we go out, but we're just as broke. Warren Buffett, gonna go out broke. Bill Gates, going out broke. Steve King, broke. Not a crying dime. This is your time, he says, your moment. Don't miss it. Of all the power that will come into your hands, the greatest is undoubtedly the power of compassion, the ability to give. We have enormous resources in this country, but they are only ours on loan, only ours to give for a short while. I came here to talk about charity, and I want, to think, I want you to think about it on a large scale. Should you give away what you have, he asks. Of course you should. Giving isn't about the receiver or the gift. It's about the giver. It's for the giver. One doesn't open one's wallet to improve the world, although it's nice when that happens. One does it to improve oneself. Giving is a way to take the focus off the money we make and to put it back where it belongs, on the lives we lead, the communities that nurture us. Right now, we have the power to do great good for others and for ourselves. I want you to consider making your life one long gift to others. And why not? All that lasts is what you pass on. So I ask you to begin the next great phase of your life by giving. And as you continue to begin, you'll find that in the end, you got far more than you ever had and did more good than you ever dreamed of. Stephen King. I appreciate not having to be hit by a car to take advantage of Stephen King's wisdom. You can't take it with you. Compassion and the ability to give are the greatest power we have. All that lasts is what we pass on. We can make our lives one long gift to others. Science says that it is actually good for us to give. No surprise, given that the fittest survive by banding together. In general, generosity is linked with heart health, everything from catching fewer colds to a decrease in pranic pain. When, this is true. When Harvard students watched a film about Mother Teresa caring for orphans, the number of protective antibodies in their saliva surged. When asked to focus on times when they'd been loved or felt loving toward another person, their antibodies stayed elevated for an hour. The conclusion? Simply contemplating generosity boosts our immunity. My favorite study of generosity concluded that being generous can reduce our risk of heart attack. Now, I can't imagine how scientists studied this, but it turns out 
that cardiac arrest is highly correlated with the amount of self-reference in a person's speech. So people who go on about I, me, my, but neglect we, us, ours, are in trouble. Their hearts are in trouble. Think Grinch. Say we. Over and over, the antidote is generosity. Listen to and connect with others. Take up spiritual residence in the heart of the beloved community of memory and hope. You are here. Sports writer Charlie Pierce penned a piece I really love called Sweet Charity, The Benefits of Giving Back. He writes, we have become very strange in this country about giving away our money. We only seem to be able to do it unconsciously. Dropping the loose change into the charity jar at the convenience store. Telling someone to keep the change because the untoward jingling in your pocket may disrupt the afternoon staff meeting. As soon as we start thinking about making a donation, we start thinking of reasons not to do it. Money's too tight at home. The person to whom we'll give it will spend it unwisely. The buck in the envelope is just a drop in the bucket. Oh, Lord, the problem's so big and my wallet is so small. The modern reflex seems to be that the worst thing we can do for a problem is to throw money at it, even though very few problems ever get solved for free. In fact, Charlie Pierce continues, as much as we inveigh against it biblically or deplore the heedless pursuit of it, money is one of the few things that truly unites us. Our common currency is common currency in almost all our essential interactions, including our most beneficent ones. There is nothing more visceral than cynicism, nothing more brutish than greed. These are reflexes, common and unremarkable. Reflexes of the undeveloped spirit. But charity in its finest sense is always an act of the creative imagination. There's the echo of that insight from Horace Greeley, the idea that generosity is a mark of spiritual evolution. Try religion. Charlie Pierce goes on to say something really beautiful about giving away money as a way to cement some vital elements of our commonwealth. He writes, the act of giving away money forms a kind of oral history from giver to recipient and then to the people to whom the story is told. There is a spark of the collective consciousness in that which heartens not only the people involved in the transaction, but those who hear the story and pass it on to others. One of the stories that I've carried for many years is uh, told by my friend, my colleague, Patrick O'Neill. He's now a prominent Unitarian Universalist minister, but you might guess from his name, Patrick Thomas Aquinas O'Neill, that he did not grow up in this faith tradition. <laughs> he was, in fact, raised in a working class Irish Catholic parish in New Jersey, one of seven children. So Patrick heard this story from his mother, and now we too are entering into that oral history that Charlie Pierce invoked. This is a story about a man in their church 
named Bill, an immigrant laborer, a longshoreman on the docks of New York. And one year during an extended strike, Bill was out of work for many, many months, leaving him unable to fulfill his financial pledge to the church. It hurt his pride, and he was troubled that the parish was poor and needed his contributions. So Bill went to his priest, and he volunteered to serve as the evening custodian for the parochial school that was housed in the church, pledging service until he could resume his financial pledge. By doing this, he hoped to free up the church budget that had paid for cleaning to put to some other need in the parish. Every evening, for several hours, he cleaned. During the winter months and the years before snowblowers, he arose early and shoveled out the sidewalks before the children arrived for, for school. And when the fight, fight, strike finally ended, Bill resumed his full-time job on the docks. He was so relieved to resume paying his financial pledge to the church. But he decided, and this is even more extraordinary considering the sheer physical demands of longshoremen's work, Bill decided that in addition to his pledge, he would continue to volunteer as the unpaid church sexton, the church school sexton, which he did for the next 30 years. So Patrick's telling this story, and he concludes, I know this story is true because Bill was my father. Beloved spiritual companions, when you can't take it with you, became terrifyingly clear to him, Stephen King said, of all the power that will come into your hands, the greatest is undoubtedly the power of compassion, the ability to give. Giving is a way of putting the focus back where it belongs, on the lives we lead, the communities that nurture us. Scientists concluded that generosity is linked with better health. The hearts of people who go on about I, me, my, but neglect we, us, ours, are in trouble. Charlie Pierce wrote that charity in its finest sense is always an act of the creative imagination. There is a spark of the collective consciousness in that which heartens not only those people involved in the transaction, but those who hear the story and pass it along. And Patrick's father, Bill, who really tried religion, doubling his financial giving with service, left a legacy of pride and joy. To support our beloved community of memory and hope, I am so glad that we don't need fairs, strawberry festivals, oyster suppers, turkey banquets, Japanese weddings, poverty sociables, mock matches, grab bags, boss socials, necktie sociables, and a donkey party. No device, no gimmicks, just the open-minded, open-hearted, open-handed willingness to try religion, 
to step up onto a higher rung in the ladder of spiritual evolution as we pledge our gifts to the vibrancy and the good work of Arlington Street Church. As we do more good than we ever dreamed, our generosity will bless us as it blesses the world. Let us make of our lives one long gift. <laughs>